Hey everybody, welcome back to Going For Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter Two. And we are pumped to bring you another week of college football. We are here to uh, review uh, the Southeastern Louisiana game from last week, as well as preview the Arizona game that's happening this Saturday. Um, we wanted to just go ahead and throw out that uh, our format is going to change a little bit during SEC play. That's when we're going to go towards that uh, like two episodes per week system that we've kind of done the past couple of years. Um, so while we're in these non-conference games, we don't really want to fool with multiple episodes in a week. So we're going to cram a lot of information in this one, but uh, we're excited to have you guys uh, here to listen along. Um, first, we want to uh, start this off the way that we have always done here at Going for Two. Um, we want to start off with motivation, but as we've you know, started doing in this new age of artificial intelligence, we're, we're, we're letting them do the writing during the writer's strike at least. So, um, so I'm going to start this off. Uh, Hunter, do we want to tell them what the prompt was or just let it, let it fly? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put the prompt right here. Um, okay. It was create a motivational speech for head coach Zach Arnett to the team about keeping him as the only active coach in SEC history to be undefeated going into the Arizona game. Make call-outs to performances of players that are new to the team this year. That's that's important to note, I think. Yeah. Um, new to the team. New to all the right? team. So let's, let's get started. So, hello, Bulldogs. I'm proud of you all for starting the season with a dominant win over Louisiana Tech. You showed the nation that Mississippi State football is all about toughness, discipline, and execution. But we can't rest on our laurels. We have a big challenge ahead of us this week. Uh, we are facing a Pac-12 opponent, the Arizona Wildcats, who are coming off of a blowout win uh, over no- Northern Arizona. Keep in mind. Arizona did play Northern Arizona, uh, just in case you were wondering. They're hungry for a signature win, and they think they can get it by beating us on our home turf. Well, I'm here to tell you that we're not going to let that happen. Who's going to defend our house and show them who's the boss? Uh, We have a lot of reasons to be confident about this game. We have one of the best defenses in the country, led by our senior linebacker, Jaden Crumity, who had two sacks and a forced fumble last week. Uh, Not true. Uh, our secondary is locked down with Emmanuel Forbes and Fred Peters making plays all over the field. Our D-line is relentless with Nate Pickering and Randy Charlton creating havoc in the backfield. <laughs> we're going to make life miserable for their quarterback and their running backs, and we're not going to give up any big plays. On offense, we have a dynamic duo at quarterback, Will Rogers and Sawyer Robertson sharing snaps. They have <laughs> they have both great arm talent and decision-making, and they can run the ball when needed. <laughs> Really? Uh, they have a plethora of weapons at their disposal. Jaden Wally, Makai Polk, Malik Heath, and Dylan Johnson and Jaquavius Marks at running back. Uh, our offensive line is solid with Charles Cross anchoring the left tackle spot and Cam Jones stepping up at right guard. We're going to move the ball at will against their defense and we're going to score touchdowns in the red zone. <laughs> Such a specific goal. Um, we have a lot of talent on this team, but talent alone is not enough. We have to play as a team with passion and purpose. We have to play smart with no turnovers or penalties. We have to play hard with no quit or complacency. And we have to play for each other, for our coaches, for our fans, and for our state. We have to play for Coach Leach, who gave us the opportunity and believed in us. He's watching over us from above, and he's cheering us on. I didn't read that part early on. Wow. Um, we have a chance to make history this week. We can be the first Mississippi State team to start 2-0 and since 2017. Is that, is that, is that true? That cannot be true. <laughs> that, 
I think that's a flat-out lie. We could be the first SEC team to beat Arizona <laughs> since 2014, which isn't true. Uh, and we can, make, <laughs> we can make me the only coach in SEC history to be undefeated going into my third game. <laughs> this is like 800 lies and no truth. Um... Wow, but none of that matters if we don't take care of business on Saturday. We have to focus on the task at hand and not look ahead or behind. We have to prepare well during the week and execute well on game day. We have to play Bulldog football. So let's go out there and do it, Bulldogs. Let's go out there and make a statement. Let's go out there and beat Arizona, Hill State. So, yeah, AI is not taking over the world anytime soon. Um, I, is- I, I, I do want to see um, if Arizona lost to an SEC team in 2014 because I think they were really good. <laughs> I mean, was that like Khalil Tate territory? Uh, it was right before, I think. Okay. Well, anyway, um, while Hunter researches that, or maybe not, they uh, did not look- play an SEC team. They went <laughs> 10 and 4. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there you go. AI wrong again. Imagine that. Um, so yeah, we really we really need our writers to get off the strike so we can have some better motivation. But until then, that's what you got. So uh, as we look back at uh, college football last week, obviously Mississippi State won. We're going to talk about that game um, in not too much detail, but we'll we'll mention a few things. But we do want to talk about the the big talking points from the weekend. So uh, once you get us started with the what was honestly the most fun game of the weekend. Oh uh, yeah. Um... Iowa scored 24 points. Um, that's one <laughs> off of Brian Ferentz's number that he has to get to. Um, so uh, that was a really big offensive explosion right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all yeah. I watched this weekend. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I got to watch Colorado <laughs> versus TCU, and it was incredible. So Dion makes a big splash in his first game in, uh, in the Power Five. Um, Colorado, who was, I mean, probably looking back not should not have been a 17 point or 21 point underdog whatever it was um against a tcu team that was returning mm-hmm. two starters right and kind of uh frauded their way into the national championship anyway but anyway um so yeah Deion sanders and his team of transfers get it done uh travis hunter kind of steals the show uh being a two-way player um Playing at wide receiver and at cornerback, he had like 11 receptions for over 100 yards on offense, and then uh, several pass breakups and an interception, a, r- a crazy interception um, that, I mean, just at a, at a super clutch moment, had a touchdown also that was called back. That was an incredible play too. So Travis Hunter is on Heisman list all around uh, college football right now, um, and rightfully so. I mean, it was an incredible game. Um, TCU is not the best team that. Colorado's going to play this year, but it is a crazy first win for them. Yeah. Um, the Pac-12 is the best this year. Yeah. And, and they're going away year. Like, like Cal is, is, is boring. <laughs> that's Yeah. That's and they're going to beat Auburn this weekend. Yeah. Like, Stanford's kind of fun right now. I don't know what's happening. Um, Shadur Sanders, probably coming into this year, maybe eighth best quarterback in the Pac-12 preseason, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he went 510 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> That's crazy. 
It is his first Power 5 game, which is just wild. Yeah, he had an interview where he was comparing FBS to FCS, which he's only played one FBS game, so take that for what it's worth. But he said, like, the main difference is, you know, when you scramble out of the pocket, in FBS games, they just get to you faster. So uh, it, he did have, you know, I think I saw... Yeah, it was like negative 32 rushing yards. Um, where, I mean, I'm sure it, that in games at Jackson State, that was, I mean, that could have been triple digits for him just because, just from being able to escape the pocket. Um, but yeah, I mean, is that, I mean, still threw for over 500 yards even with that that issue. So uh, yeah, this, this Colorado thing might get fun. Um, who knows? Who knows how it goes? Um, Next up, we had a couple of upsets. Do you want to talk about those? Because I didn't watch either of these games. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't watch this first one because I didn't know it was occurring. Texas State and TJ Finley um, take take down the fighting Dave Verandas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty funny. Um, uh, my team from twenty twenty. Yeah. As you remember, what was the quarterback's name that I really liked? I can't remember, but did you you played with him on NCAA a lot? Yeah, uh, and now ten, now TJ Finley's there on his third team. I think he might still be a freshman, <laughs> so that's pretty neat. Um, what's what's going on with Baylor? No one really knows. Yeah, bad bad week for Texas teams because Wyoming over Texas Tech. I I didn't know that it was a thing that you don't want to play at Wyoming, but at Wyoming looks so cool. Like, yeah, if Mississippi, like a, Mississippi State ever schedules that, I, I'm, I'm going to be crying. Maybe going that's to an, Wyoming. <laughs> maybe going, but it, it seems like a like a pretty certain loss. Um, yeah. Both of those were fun. I enjoyed those. Right. Uh, moving on to the game that was on Sunday night, which um, took a, a lot of people by surprise. Uh, Florida State just dominates LSU in the second half, winning 45-24. to 24. Uh, LSU did get a late, uh, like long touchdown to make it uh, 45-24. It's 45-17, and, um, and before that, and it was just a. I mean, LSU kind of set the tone early in the game. Uh, had a long drive to the goal line, and then you know just get stuffed on fourth and goal. Um, that was a really, I mean, really weird way to start the game, and it, but it just kind of was an omen for later in the game. Um, just. Florida State and what well, remind me the the Michigan State transfer that kind of popped off Coleman uh, was his Keon last name Coleman. yeah man he, it was like every time I looked at the screen he was making some crazy acrobatic catch and uh, it was a, a huge play every time um, so and then also Jordan Travis uh, just you know making an early case for the Heisman uh, and Jaden Daniels not doing so you know who you didn't see like the entire game. Who's that? Harold Perkins. Who's Harold Perkins? The, the fantastic defensive end for, uh, well, linebacker for LSU last oh. year, where uh, last year they told him, go get the quarterback, and he did. And now they have him over there covering flats. So. Well, that's fun. Yeah, he, he made no impact on the game, it seemed like. Um, <laughs> but LSU's pass rush was kind of terrifyingly good. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't one of those games where I see LSU lose and then I'm just immediately confident that we can beat them because 
every way that Florida State was attacking them, I'm not sure that we have the capability to attack them that way. Like so Jordan uh, Travis roll out to the right and make something happen was the, was the game. I mean, I know that I, 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 I'm sure we have receivers that can make, you know, acrobatic catches, but Keon Coleman just seemed like a different animal in this game. So um, can't do the reverses stuff in the backfield against LSU. Right. We, we don't need to line up Will at wide receiver against LSU. I'm going to go ahead and call it now. Um, yeah. And then uh, just to cap off week one, uh, on Monday night we saw uh, Duke uh, beat Clemson 28-7. to And, uh, man, Dabo Sweeney, uh, he thought that, you know, getting a new offensive coordinator was the equivalent of using the transfer portal. So um, that – Got stuffed real quick. What um, happened to Clemson having good players? Well, they don't build a program off NIL, Hunter. Not, well, not NIL, how, how you'd be thinking about it. God's name, God's image, and God's likeness. That's what Dabo Sweeney said. Um, hey. He did say if players ever got paid, he was going to quit coaching. Um, is, is Dabo quiet quitting? <laughs> he may be. I I hate to be I hate to be the one to point this out, but they did get beat by the Devils in the first game of the season. So, hmm. so Duke needs better looking uniforms. Yeah, the helmets are brutal. I did not like them. Um. So yeah, really cool field storming from Duke, and uh, the quarterback d- didn't get an extension on his homework. So there you go. He's a terrible professor. Um. <laughs> All right, so moving on to our review of the Southeastern Louisiana game. Like I said, we're not going to go into too much detail. Just have a few points for each side of the ball. Um, I'll, I'll point out some some things for the defense, and I'll let you take over the offense. But defensively, I think they looked really solid. Um, I mean, the long scoring drive kind of put a bad taste in everybody's mouth, even you know leaving the game. That's really a, what a, all that a lot of people could think about. Um, it was one scoring drive that was uh, – it was like eight, 16 or 18 plays or something like that. It just drove all the way down the field. Somewhere in the middle of that, they uh, converted a third and 20 uh, because of several missed tackles on the play on a screen pass. Um, since that, or after that drive, you know, one possession in the first half and then the rest of the second half, um, Southeast Louisiana had seven drives for a total of 59 yards, three first downs, and they did not score a single point the rest of the way. So final score was 48 to seven. Um, defensively, I mean, Got pressure on the quarterback enough. Had three sacks. Uh, got a fumble recovery in there. Buki Watson had his first had the first Bulldog turnover of the year. Um, and uh, just two guys I wanted to point out. I, I just mentioned Buki Watson, but uh, Nathan Pickering just looked like a menace. For, I mean, it's it's truly the best that I've ever seen him. And I know it was against an FCS team, but he was uh, just constantly wreaking havoc uh, on on southeastern Louisiana, and it. I wasn't sure it was even going to show up in the stat sheet. It did in, in the form of quarterback hurries, but um, I mean, even when he wasn't getting sacks, uh, he was he was caught, he was disruption. He was disruptive. Um, so I was I was really proud of him. Um, Jet Johnson, a, a, another big name that we had coming back. I mean, uh, gets a lot of tackles, and he's going to continue that this year just by being in the right place at the right time. Um, it's a hard worker. Just a hard worker. Yeah, he did look really slow but somehow forced two fumbles in this game. So got to give him credit for that. Um, but yeah, that's what I had defensively. Thought they looked really good. Um, 
made a really good adjustment after the long drive. Um, and, and I thought they were, they were solid. So yeah. what you got offense? Um, offense? Or did you have anything to add defense? Um, not really. Um, I want to see more from our, our defensive backs. Like mm-hmm. I just have no clue who's good right now based right. on that game. So I think Arizona will be a pretty good gauge of that. I feel, I feel like they will be, I mean, they're going to pose a brand new challenge for us in the form of a quarterback that doesn't have cement bricks for his feet. Um, cause there was no mobility in the, in the backfield, uh, for Southeastern Louisiana at On all. On the broadcast, they were talking about how Southeastern quarterback was like good. Like I didn't see it. I'm not, what, sure. What? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> One more thing I did notice, uh, me and my father-in-law, we, we were, um, keeping track of where Arnett was during the game. And I think they might've touched on this in the broadcast. Uh, Arnett was very, very hands-on in, especially in the signaling of, of plays to the defense. Matt Brock was like 40 yards down the field behind the defense, uh, which I thought was weird, but he, I, I guess that's just where he gets the best view of what he needs to see. He was calling the plays. Arnett was signaling him in. And I just thought that was a weird way for a head coach to be involved in a game, but you know, old habits die hard, I guess. So. Brock will probably move up to the press box. Like you think? Yeah, I'd assume. Is Barbe up there? No, he wasn't either. But they okay. made a, they made it like a point that like they talked about where they were gonna be. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. they're gonna be in the press box later this year. Okay, gotcha. I just thought it was thought it was yeah. funny seeing Arnett out there. But um, anyway, you know, how else are we gonna get gifts out? I mean, else is he going to announce that we have a recruit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess right. the offense. Um, <laughs> we finally got to see the Barbet offense. Um, Woody looked really good. Um, 186 total yards and two touchdowns. That was cool. Um, yeah. hope, he, hope he keeps that up all year. I th- he'll make money if that's the case. Right. I, I thought he was running really aggressive. Showed good hands out of the backfield. I mean, like he always has. He's been kind of saving our offense for a while at this point. Yeah. Which really kind of goes untalked about. And then um, my player of the week, um, Creed, uh, is it Whittemore? Whittemore is what we're going with, yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry for saying Whitmore. Yeah. How are we supposed to know? Uh, you know I want to be first. I want to be first on the, the nickname train. Number 85, white guy from last year. Austin Williams was old reliable. Creed Whittemore is new reliable. That's what I'm going with. Until anything better happens. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe. Um, Creed had 116 total yards and two touchdowns. This was actually his first game ever as a wide receiver. Yeah. Like, that's... So, was he like, was he a Wildcat quarterback? Do you know? He was just a quarterback. Okay, I wasn't sure what kind of offense he was running, but I, I remember when we uh, when he signed, he signed as an athlete. He didn't sign as a quarterback, so I figured there was something they were using him for. I didn't know if they were going to try to make him like a defensive back or what was going to happen, but uh, he seems to have found his his niche right here at wide receiver. He's bigger than um, yeah, he really was. I, he had a really good size, uh, but he he proved them. I mean, he he earned those four stars that he had. Um, and uh, yeah, Creed Whittemore is a is a is a stud, and he's I don't I don't know if 
last week it was the intention to like just have him play because it was a southeastern Louisiana and like because you can play four games and not burn your red shirt or something. Oh, but he's he not he he's he's not going to red shirt. No, if there was any question of that, there's there's not anymore. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I guess next, uh, Will was fine. Um, only thing. But that's a that's a bold take. Yeah, like he. he a was, lot of people hated hated Will on Saturday for some reason. He went he went twenty for twenty nine. Um, around two of those weren't really his fault. That that one over the middle that he missed to Freddie. Um, mm-hmm. I think that may have been Freddie's fault, not getting his head around fast enough. Yeah. So there was there was one like deep shot to I think uh, Justin Robinson, um, right before the deep shot to creed Whittemore, uh that i mean it was it was simply just an overthrow but um yeah uh, he, he was fine one thing um, when when we bring i i guess this will kind of go into mike Wright. mike Wright's fun didn't see him throw the ball didn't see him hand the ball off we saw mike Wright run the ball um, <laughs> for, for almost 100 yards and it's so weird that last year we were talking about Wow, Vanderbilt has a fun quarterback now. Uh, this time, and now mm-hmm. he's just like our little gadget quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love this life I live. Yeah, uh, five rushes, ninety-five yards. Wild. Um, was really close um, to another one breaking for a long run. Yeah, had a little shoestring tackle. He's fast. Yeah. He's like. I saw him just like on a sprint down the sideline in pregame and was like, that just looked different than anything I've seen, especially from a quarterback in the last ever. I it's guess. really I've, weird. Like, like Nick he, Fitzgerald was, was slow fast. Like Mike doesn't even I, look I slow. I don't even know that Nick Fitzgerald even picked up steam. He just like ran with no acceleration, just started at one speed, stayed that same speed and nobody could keep up with him for some reason. Mike Wright, it's like actually has speed. I don't, I don't. The feet are moving. Yeah. Every everything's going. Yeah. Weird. Um, the one thing with Mike Wright, um, I could do without. I I understand why Will would be in in the in formation at the same time. It's so the other team can't do their little substitutions. But like, hey, look, it's the other quarterback is only in the game right now. Let's, you know, sell out for the run. But, on the other hand, I could do without Will being over there as wide receiver. And you may ask, hey, what if we want to do a double pass? Don't do that with Will Rogers. (laughs) I don't trust him to catch a snap and make a pass a lot of times. Like, Uh, let's be real. I think we have three wide receivers that played quarterback their entire high school career. Yeah, and if you're gonna throw from one quarterback to another, throw to Mike Wright. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, that's that's the obvious choice here. Yeah. Um. So so don't do that. Like if that's what we're setting up here for, don't do it. Um, Barbe, we have a history of being right on these things, um, mm-hmm. especially with baseball. So we'll see how it is with football. Please do not count on throwing the ball to 
the will. I, I'm sure you're very smart, and it's about the formation issue, so the defense can't make the substitutions. But yeah, I I would enjoy not throwing the ball to Will. Right. That that is my that's my bold take here. All right. And with this new offense, we also saw the return of the tight end position. Uh, we uh, transitioned a few or. Antonio Harmon to the tight end job, but also uh, brought in Ryland Goaty and Jaquavius Spivey, who had the uh, issue with the NCAA that is yet to be resolved. Um, how did those guys look the other day? Um, Goaty and Harmon. Harmon looked good. Um, he looked like a big wide receiver playing tight end. Yeah. So um, he, he didn't make uh, great blocks. Um, had some opportunities to really spring some plays. Um that one earlier for Mike Wright and uh, just didn't. But he looked athletic, really athletic at tight end. Um, mm-hmm. Ryland, um, he's out there for sure. He's getting that degree, baby. Um, hopefully he'll get better. Uh, maybe he yeah. was just knocking off the rust. Yeah, I mean, he's just been sitting on the sidelines for four years, so it's, it, it's probably, it is probably difficult to transition back to to being on the field, but um, yeah, he, he, imagine if we tried to go play tight end. <laughs> Who do you think would be better? Just two unique skill sets. Just, you know, me and you are just like Ryland and Antonio Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just like Harmon. <laughs> um, I'm just going to take that opportunity to move on to special teams. Um, <laughs> Uh, this week, I, I mean, punt returns weren't gonna, aren't, they weren't normal last week because Xavier uh, Thomas was just nursing an injury and he will be back on Saturday. So we're not even going to talk about that. Um, our kickoffs did not go into the end zone. We didn't have any touchbacks, but our kick, kick coverage was incredible. Um, but the main thing from special teams was that uh, true freshman Kyle Ferry was two for two on field goals. Uh, 49 yards and 47 yards, so two, I mean, not 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 exactly chip shots. Uh, six for six on extra points, and he was actually the SEC freshman of the week, not not SEC uh, special teams player of the week, which would make sense. SEC freshman of the week, so that's that's pretty that's pretty did special he, for him. Did he rob Creed this award? Um, yeah, I don't know how Creed didn't like it co freshman of the week. I don't I don't understand like, that. Just move the kicker. To- Right, I don't, I don't get it. Kicker of the week, but uh, yeah, Cal Ferry on the one right before the half, which I think was the forty-nine yarder. Um, he he missed the first attempt, but he got iced, so uh, he got a second shot at it. And I, I legitimately think it would have been good from like fifty-five or fifty-six yards. It was a, it was he he booted the second one, so uh, really good job from him. And uh, if if that's if that becomes a consistent thing, that's going to be a. a a huge part of this team because um, I mean, there have been several times in the past decade that we've lost games at the last second, just because of an inability to make field goals. And and he hasn't had a chance at the second, at the first half and being like, wow, I wish we had those five points there. Right. Right. This field goal and uh, two extra points. Like that's, that's not a wild thought for Mississippi. Yeah. So I, I don't know if he hasn't had a, like a, big game opportunity to do it at the end of a game so we'll see i mean if he's clutch but i mean uh, 
field goal at the end of a half when you're playing a close game against an FCS team is is pretty nerve-wracking, I would assume, especially as a true freshman who was kicking at Arkansas High School last year. So, um, yeah, anyway, that is going to do it for the Southeastern Louisiana review, and we're going to move into the uh, Arizona preview. Um, we saw this team last year, and um, they were not a very good team. They finished the year 5-7, and seven, uh, and a, a huge part of the, their lack of success was just a, a really bad defense. Their, their offensive weapons are still there. I think they have the same core. Um, two really good wide receivers and a quarterback kind of, you know, at, at the core of that offense. So uh, I'll, I'll mention these these wide receivers, and Hunter, I want you to tell us about the quarterback. So um, Jacob Cowing, we saw him last year. He, he spent his first couple of years in college at uh, UTEP and has transferred to Arizona for these last two years. Coming off of back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, um, and he has 21 career touchdowns. Uh, last year, when Mississippi State played them, he caught eight passes for 46 yards. I remember hearing his name coming into that game. He had a really good game against San Diego State before uh, he, they played us last year. And he, I mean, eight catches is, is nothing to scoff at, but uh, I think our, our secondary limited what he did after the catch um, pretty well. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is Tetaroa McMillan. Uh, he had 700 yards and eight touchdowns last year. And uh, I, was that who Forbes was matched up with last year for the most I be- part? I believe so. Okay. Jacob Cowling is the big name going into it, but uh, Tetaroa McMillan, I, th- I think, was a f- true freshman last year. So uh, drawing uh, Emmanuel Forbes is, pretty, is a pretty big deal. He had four catches for 69 yards last year uh, against, uh, against State. Um, last weekend had three catches for 65 yards, so got off to a, a pretty good start um, as they beat Northern Arizona. Um, but yeah, I, those two guys are, are probably going to be the two that you hear their name the most uh, from the wide receiver position, at least. Um, and uh, yeah, let's talk about the guy that's going to be getting them the ball. Yeah, um, Jaden Delara. Um, I've I've been trying to come up with who he is. Um, mm-hmm. Watching the Florida State game. I was like, okay, maybe he's like just a not very good Jordan Travis. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense for me. Because, um, you know, Jordan Travis that does the same thing where, you know, make an awesome escape uh, and then throw a stupid pass for no reason. But, but then Jordan Travis backs that up with 70-yard touchdown. Jaden Delora, um, he, he's kind of that same scrambling threat as like Bryce Young was. Yeah. You, you know where it's really hard to get him down? Doesn't really want to run. Yeah, right. It's, it's going to be our, I mean, obviously if you looked at the quarterbacks last week, it'll be our first look at a mobile quarterback this season. Mm-hmm. But mobile, he had 122 rushing yards. Um last year i'm not sure what that is sack adjusted that's pretty bad he gets sacked like over 20 times so it's and he kind of does the run back thing right so um he could have rushed for like 800 yards right Um, yeah um, hit 3600 passing yards last season 25 touchdowns 13 interceptions Last week, he had one fumble and one interception, so our guy seems to be back. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I like Jaden. I like him. Yeah. I, the the fun storyline last year was that you know he was a Washington State guy and it's like right when he got there Mike Leach left so uh, him getting an opportunity to play against Mike Leach was like a, a revenge game but he didn't didn't make the most of it so um, I mean this is a revenge game in another way from losing last year and uh, they're just trying to prove that they are a better team and um, a big way that they've improved over the last. Uh, over the off season was obviously through the transfer portal, and it was really on the defensive side. Um, their rush defense was was really bad last year. Just defense in general. Um, they, I, I just looked at some numbers from last year. They gave up thirty seven points a game, which is horrible. Uh, Four hundred seventy yards a game, which again is horrible. And they ranked in total defense. They ranked one hundred twenty sixth out of one hundred thirty one FBS defenses. So, uh, any improvement at all? Um, would be just welcome for their for, for their defensive side. So um, they got six six big transfers that that I've I've read about. Um, two transfer linebackers, a five star from Oregon, a four star from Washington. Two transfer defensive ends, a three star from Michigan, and a four star from Cal. And then two transfer defensive tackles, um, a four star from Georgia, and a four star from UCLA. So. Uh, and all six of these guys had an immediate impact. They all put up uh, good numbers against Northern Arizona last week. So, um, I mean, at least against an FCS team, that 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 new transfer core kind of meshed together. But it just like like every every level of their defense got got better. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess it's not hard to improve from uh, 126 out of 131. But It'd actually, be um, quite hard to to get worse. Yeah. Um, but last week they allowed just three points uh, in the game, which is vastly better than their um, season low for points given up last year, which was 20 to San Diego State. So, um, yeah, didn't give up a touchdown, which for, the, for that defense last year, <laughs> that's, that's, pretty cool. that's pretty awesome. So um, expect the, their defense to be, to be better, um, but we have a lot of our offensive core back as well. So, um, if this defense is an issue, there's there's trouble. Right. I'm just thinking about the the defensive front we're gonna face. I mean, it's I I heard Robbie and and Hayda talking about it. Like it's it's easily like the eighth best you're gonna face. It, it may be even worse than that. So, um, it, it needs to be to be a, a pretty seamless transition from the southeastern Louisiana to the Arizona game. And if it's not, you, you have some some things to worry about. Um, I, I believe Arizona is going to be a better team than they were last year, um, which could be scary because we, we didn't have this game locked up um, until about midway through the fourth quarter of last year. So um, if, if we don't improve alongside them, then, then this could be, a, could, could be a bad weekend for us. Anything else we got? Um, there, there's there's a few things we can talk about here. Um, do you want to talk yeah. about the graphic that was deleted? <laughs> I'll let you take that one. Um, well, I didn't see this one when it was posted. You were you were first on the scene. Um, it has um, Jaquavius Marks. Um, it's an upward angle at him. He is um, hurtling. Cactus, um, just a phallic cactus with his hand down. No, 
Not me, no sir. No cactus. The cactus is like on the sideline. Yeah. Just from the, the angle, angle, you can see the scoreboard behind him. The angle's all weird. Um, yeah, they, that's something. Another thing, um, how in the world is, is the crowds about to be very small for this game? I don't really know. I, um, I remember feeling like the NC State crowd, uh, which this is just what I'm comparing it to because it's a, it's a non-conference uh, Power 5 game, but the, the North Carolina State crowd in 2021 seemed like a really big crowd. But then I think back about it, and I was like, that's just because it was coming off of COVID, and any crowd seemed like a big one. Um, but I'm not, I'm not really sure. Like, I, I don't know why this week of all weeks it's just become a, a, a topic of people not coming to our games. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. I, I hope um, we can win this week and then fill it up for LSU, but it, it shouldn't have to be like basketball. Yeah. It shouldn't have to be, you know, perfect weather conditions. Um, you know, it is. Have us, it is perfect have us, weather. I know, I know. But like, if if they were trying to give any excuse, like it shouldn't have to be perfect weather conditions. Have us favored to win. Have us like all have these perfect conditions. Team. Yeah, like it. Everything's lining up for it to be a, a, a packed out crowd. Uh, whether we reach capacity or not, I don't care. I just want it to look full. Um, and yeah, I don't. I don't know why. It seems like like student section is going to be there. Student section was packed until a ha- like honestly midway through the third quarter of the southeastern Louisiana game. I, w- I was really impressed by that. Section has been good the past few years. Yeah, but I, I don't know why this has become a topic of concern. You know, just just recently. So, um, one more thing I had about, uh, and it's less about Arizona, but just more about um, Power Five home and homes that were that were are becoming more common. I, I think it became um, like a mandatory to play a non-conference power five team in 2016. So that's why we've been doing that. Um, started out with the BYU home and home. We've had Kansas state tried to have uh, your first North- example, a non power five team. Well, we had, to, it was like so, something in the rule, like it BYU fit the mold for whatever it was. Um, and then, we tried with North Carolina State, but COVID knocked out one of those, one of the home and home. So now I have Arizona. So it got me thinking, and I, I went back and looked all the way until I found one. And the last time that we swept a home and home against a Power Five team was Texas in 1991, 1992. Uh, and I, I went back. I would have even counted like a Georgia Tech, which obviously Georgia Tech's always been Power Five, but I would have counted like Houston. I would have counted uh, BYU. Uh, I None of them. None of them counted. Um, so that's fun. Hopefully we can uh, we can do something that hasn't been done since 1991 and 92. Um, and it's also a chance to end our all-time winning record against the Pac-12. Um, chance to end with an all-time winning record against the Pac-12. We have uh, a 2-2 two and two record against them now with a win against Washington two losses to Oregon and last year's win against Arizona that puts us at two and two. So a win on Saturday would put us over the top and we would forever have a winning record against the PAC 12. So, um, yeah. So two chances to make history. Um, too, bad, too bad. We're going to the playoffs this year to lose to Ole Miss. <laughs> I didn't even think about that possibility. Um, the possibility like, of us going to the playoffs and Bo Nix <laughs> also being there. 
the possibility of us playing a bowl game against a Pac-12 team. That's just or like completely or like next year playing against one of the other ones. That's less likely, but fair. Um, you know. All right. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I have on the Arizona game. I uh, we'll, we'll give our predictions for it here uh, at the end of our pick'em, but um, yeah, unless you don't have anything to add, I think that's that's all I got. I really don't have anything. Uh, this is kind of going to be the learning week. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, we'll, we'll have more to say uh, about this team. We'll, we'll know more. And uh, in the next week, I guess I guess it'll be the week after. We're going to start doing two episodes uh, per week. So you'll hear us talk more, and we'll, we'll know, have more to talk about. So um, anyway, so that's going to bring us to our pick uh, Our standings, we're both we're, we're tied at 7-3. and three. Um we neither of us picked Colorado, uh, and then what other games did we miss? We missed Clemson and Duke, and then we both I miss, uh, both you lost one game. You and see, yeah, we didn't post anything about our pick We will be doing that from now on. Uh, it just kind of slipped our minds. But Brooks uh, went ahead and Brooks Taylor went ahead and sent his picks in, and he went eight and two. Um, Hunter wants to put a big fat asterisk beside it because he thinks Brooks cheated. So just want that want to put that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, Hunter, I just realized we haven't talked about these. So so um, are we just gonna, you know, like code like you just be truthful? Like, yeah. Okay. Just, just got a pinky promise, all right? Pinky promise that this is our takes before we talk about these. Right. They're going right, for so, two difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Game number one, um, Nebraska at number 22, Colorado. So Dion's first home game uh, as the head coach of Colorado, and they get the fun Nebraska Cornhuskers with uh, Matt Rule in charge. Um, who's, who's coming out on top in this one? Yeah. Um, Nebraska is good enough to lose to anyone by three, mm-hmm. um, which means they're close enough to be in a game in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, one time uh, long ago, I saw a team with a new head coach um, that people doubted for, for an offseason go into another team's um, stadium that had just won, uh, well, had just Won a playoff semi-finals game, plus plus maybe another one. Um, yeah, this is a, that was a that was a brutal reach. Um, but but uh, and then and then won and then went against a team the next <laughs> week that was for like the past four or five Please years stop. in the conference horrible. Um, and then lose to them. Um, they also that that team also had um a player. Nah, bro, who are you picking? <laughs> that team also had a player that was like, oh, week one Heisman, lock it up. So, um, with that being said, I will be picking Nebraska. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Nebraska too. <laughs> I, uh, I... <laughs> was was what. I ain't gonna make you wait for it. Um, did I color yeah. it too well for you? Did I? I, I saw. I, I saw the vision. I wasn't out of focus. Um, like KJ Costello. Yeah, I loved it. Um, 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm picking Nebraska. Matt Rule is going to get his first win as the Nebraska head coach. Um, it, it's not that I think that Nebraska is good. Um, it's not that I think Nebraska is any better than TCU, really. Um, I, I just think that, you know, a lot yeah, of people Once upon believe... a time, sold, saw a team beat a team, <laughs> won a playoff semifinal, and then did some other right. stuff. Right, I, I just, it, it's hard for history to repeat itself. So, um, yeah, game number two, come on. Uh, we got number 20, Ole Miss, coming off of a huge win against Mercer. Um, and they're going to New Orleans, be at number 24, Tulane. When they scheduled us, when uh, just when they scheduled this, do you think they ever thought that, like, wow, I can't believe the Cotton Bowl champs are going to be here, <laughs> I, and I it's going to be Tulane? <laughs> I do not think they thought that. No, um, and I don't think that they thought they get the Cotton Bowl champions also lost to Southern Miss in the same year. So. Um, who knows what you're going to get with this two-lane the, team this at any at any point? Champion team beat Big Twelve champion. Yeah, what a goofy, mm. what a goofy <laughs> year last year was. Yeah. All right. So, two-lane. I, I, I just I can't pick them. I I I don't I don't like Ole Miss, obviously, but their offense is is gonna eat Tulane alive. And I, I don't think this game, I mean, it'll be a high scoring game, but I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think Ole Miss has this one pretty easily. Going Ole Miss as well. All right. Uh, game number three, we have number 23, Texas A&M, uh, finishing out the home and home at Miami this year. So uh, played an ugly game last year uh, and, and Texas A&M came out on top. Um, but in the battle of two blue bloods, who wins this one, Hunter? I don't know which of these needs the win more, um, but uh, Texas A&M is going to have it regardless. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Texas A&M too. Um, I don't really know what the expectation for Miami is this year, but I'm surprised that there's not a ranking beside their name. It's kind of shaky. Yeah. All right. Um, game number four, we have Texas State at UTSA. Texas State coming off the win against Baylor. UTSA coming off of the very, very close loss uh, to Houston in Houston's Big 12 opener, or big first game as a Big 12 team. Um, so, who do we have in this one? Uh, I'm picking Texas State. Um, you know, always been a TJ Finley guy. Yeah. You can look that up. So, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think coming off of the win against Baylor, it, it is going to be, I mean, there's a, a thought of this being kind of a, a trap game, just going from a Power 5 team to not... Uh, a power five team um, be better honestly you're right um i'm gonna go texas state as well i just i don't know that's just who i who i've been thinking so um yeah now with game number five probably the most anticipated game since the game this game happened last year um number 11 texas travels to tuscaloosa at number three alabama college game day is going to be there um Last year, we saw Texas just kind of shock everybody. And then uh, when uh, Quinn Ewers got hurt, he just kind of thought there was no chance. And then Hudson Card gave him a chance. And then Alabama wins it uh, at the very end of the game. Fraudulent uh, calls in this game. Right. And, and some Bryce Young. Magic. Magic. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go first in this one. Um, I really do want Texas to win it. I, I think that there is a chance. Um, Texas, I want Texas to be very good. I want them to be good every single year. And it's not one of those things like, oh, college football is just so much better when Texas is good. I just like the look of burnt orange on a football field. I want them to be good at all times. Um, and I want Alabama to, to lose this game. But that being said, Alabama might win this game by two scores. So wow. that's what I'm picking. I'm going to go Texas here. Sarkeesian um, last year kind of coached the game of his life. Yeah. Circumstances um, made that not really matter. I think he's going to do it again. Yeah. There you go. Texas. All right. You want to you do these back half games? Um. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Auburn at Cal. Fun one. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. I'm not going to talk about this one because um, I refuse Cal. to. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to Cal too because Auburn doesn't have Cam Newton. So, so I will be going they, Cal. They really get – Auburn just gives me nothing to be excited about, and I guess neither does Cal, but um, I think Cal is trying to – I don't. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like they're gonna win this one. What what conference is Cal gonna be in next I, year? You know, are, is Cal is Cal the new ACC? Cal's in the ACC. Yeah. Are they? Um, yeah, yeah. Cal and Stanford both went there. Wow. Um, you know, um, when I so think I, about I think, the Atlantic Coast, <laughs> I think about getting out of class and going, and uh, and walking on the beach of the Atlantic Ocean. When I'm in California, uh, which which at Berkeley, uh. yeah, I I don't know, I I may be thinking too much into their animosity against the Pac-12, but I I just think this is a big like shove it game to the Pac-12, also to the Big Ten for not wanting them. Why would they want them? I don't know. Um, yeah, this is just gonna be a, a big prove it game for Cal, and I think they're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean you have a you have a stadium that that has a really big um, loan on it that you feasibly cannot pay back. Um, you know how to not make a difference at all in that? You beat Auburn at home. Um, so, um, good luck, Cal. Um, pretty sure that's where Oppenheimer was from. Just guessing. I don't know something like that. Uh, the next one is um, Cincinnati Bearcats at uh, at Pitt. Um, Who's Pitt's quarterback now? No, is it the Boston College guy from like the past five years? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, I, you need I, to ask somebody that has a college football podcast. Yeah, but but it's Pitt. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have to see if I have the name right because I'm pretty. I don't want to be wrong. Assuming oh, he doesn't it's do Phil a... Jerkovich, um, versus assuming, Emory assuming... Jones. Oh, I forgot he was at Cincinnati. Um, yeah, assuming Pitt's quarterback doesn't do a, a fake slide and score a touchdown, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick Pitt. Um, this game right. is also on the CW. What? Yeah, uh, ACCXCW. I hate that. Yeah, um, I'm going Emory Jones. No one else on Cincinnati, just Emory Jones. All right, there you go. The next one is um, SMU. Um, you know, another one of those 
Atlantic Coast Conference teams. Uh, Ellis is ACC country. At number 18, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma back. They make Butch Jones cry like a lot. (laughs) That was kind of rude. They made him cry uh, by beating him 73 to 0, I think was the final. Maybe 77. That's one of the most rude scores I've ever witnessed. (laughs) Yeah. Like the seventy, what is it? Seventy three, I think is was the final. That that's rude enough. Then you just pan over. You see zero. That's brutal. Then you pan over and you see Butch Jones. He's <laughs> been in this for a while. His his players were having to console him, and not the other way around, which is is, is just Oklahoma hilarious. even like that? Like <laughs> they they might lose to SMU. Um, like, I'm not gonna pick them to, but. Butch Jones is 55 years old. <laughs> he's been he's coached a lot of football. I wonder how many times he's cried. That's crazy, crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Oklahoma here because they made Butch Jones and, and cry. I will pick Oklahoma every single time. The week after they score 73 points, no, not not exactly. The week after they win by 73 and points. make Butch Jones cry. Um, yeah. Another thing that I for I forgot when we were doing our um, game uh, reviews, um, mm-hmm. everything run, runs through Lubbock, uh, including Wyoming. Um, so there you go. Uh, we had little, to get it in there. Little joke from last year. Um, right. and our ninth game is uh, App State um, at number seventeen. I guess you can just call them Carolina at this point, right? Yeah, they earned it. What do yeah, you App State. Yeah, App State. Uh, they won the game last year. No, no, they, they didn't, right? No. They, North, no. Car- North Carolina lost. Is that right? You know, um, you're asking the wrong guy. You need to ask someone who has a college football podcast. <laughs> you. Um, yeah, App State. I mean, they had a, a crazy game against North Carolina. Regardless yeah, of the score, they lost sixty-one to sixty-three. I remember this one. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, because then they went on and won in College Station a couple weeks later, and then had College Game Day, and they had to beat Troy on like a last-second play, which was just a, a crazy three three weeks of football. Um, but uh, yeah, North Carolina opens this one as like a twenty-point favorite. Um, I, I'm I've got to pick North Carolina. I don't. I'm not. I'm not really sure what Appalachian State looks like this year without Kevin Barbe. Um, they had a great year last year, and they're always pesky. But I'm picking I'm picking Mac Brown. Uh, yeah, uh, Mac Brown's mad at the NCAA right now. Oh um, no! Remember when he? Uh, just 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 a little thing. Remember when he was complaining about how open the transfer portal was? Yeah. And now complaining that the transfer portal isn't open <laughs> uh, just 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 a small thing hate it for the player that is that's getting this happening to him but yeah my guy um yeah i'm going i'm going north carolina all right and that's going to bring us to america's game of the week arizona traveling to mississippi state um for the second of a home and home Mississippi State won the game last year, obviously, in, uh, what, is it Tucson? Is that where they are? You need to ask someone who has an Arizona Wildcats podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 
So Mississippi State trying to trying to finish off that home and home sweep. Um, I'm gonna pick Mississippi State in this one. My my opinion hasn't changed too much since uh, you know last week's episode. Um, we we had a slower start to the game than we wanted, only scoring three points in the first quarter, but winning 48 to seven is a pretty dominant win. I don't I don't care if it's an FCS team or not. Uh, I was I was pleased with the way we looked last week. This is our first challenge, and my my opinion on this team will be more shaped by what, what I see this week than last week. So um, I'm going to pick Mississippi State to win. I, I think we we have. I, I just think we have better players. I think we're going to get it done. Um, Arizona's a better team than they were last year, but I I don't think they're good enough to to beat us this year. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think Mississippi State's going to win. Uh, I guess I'll give my score prediction. Um, All right. What you got? Arizona 17, Mississippi State 24. So, so, so tight little tight game there. There you go. Um, I'm going to say uh, a tight game as well. I'm going to say 28, 24. Um, I don't know. I what, what what do you know what the spread is right now? I think it's nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. I do think Arizona is going to cover. Um, Open is like a like a seventeen point favorite, which was just ridiculous. Um, I, I do think that, like I said, like I said many times, I think Arizona is an, an improved team from last year, and Mississippi State might surprise me and, and win by more. But I, I think twenty eight twenty four is a pretty safe bet. So you, I say twenty eight twenty four. You said twenty four seventeen. Um, not sure what those scores are even for. It's just kind of fun to see if we can get it right. Um, It'd be really cool if we got it. Right. <laughs> All right, and let's do um, an offensive and defensive player of the week. Okay. I'll let you start on offense. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with this until it doesn't work anymore. Um, Creed Whittemore, um, my my guy. Yeah. There you go. I like it. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if it's the the image of what happened in the North Carolina State game a couple of years ago. Um, I just have that like non-conference power five game stuck in my head, and I, I'm I'm gonna say Tulu makes something happen. I don't know if it's offensively or or in the kick return game. I think Tulu's gonna have um, ha- just make a big play. So I'm, I he, he he didn't impress too much last week, but this is the week for him. Okay. And then defensively, um, I'll I'll stay chalk in this one and say Buki Watson makes a play. Okay. Uh- as we discussed um, last week, special teams players um, do count later okay. this week. Um, so uh, I'm going to go Hayes Hammond. Um, no, I, I don't want to put that um, my energy on Kyle Ferry. I, so you want to put it on the long snapper? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. When there's When there's problems with the long snapper, most of the time those are... Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. There you go. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for our pick em. Like I said, we will um, post that, and so that, uh, you guys can interact with that. Maybe we'll have more than just Brooks submitting picks tomorrow. But uh, we do thank you for submitting those Brooks, even though we didn't ask for them. Um, so speaking of Brooks, he's the only person that sent in an Instagram question. So um, 
we're going to read that real quick. Uh, we don't, we don't, like I said, it's the only one, so um, shouldn't last too long. Thank you. Um, Thanks Bruce. everyone so much for sending them in. <laughs> I even had an attention grabber for the post. It was Jaquavius Marks jumping over a phallic cactus. Um, but yeah, Brooks Taylor asks, what game did you enjoy more? LSU, Florida State, or Clemson, Duke? Um, Clemson, Duke had sicko vibes. Um, LSU, Florida State was, I, I just feel like was way more entertaining. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, there we go. Well, that is going to be it for this episode of Going for Two. We're excited for uh, week number two of college football. Um, hopefully Mississippi State can escape with a win um, here in Starkville. The weather's going to be good. It's a first night game of the year. Really excited. Me and you are both going to be there, huh? Yeah. Cool. Well, we're excited for that. And uh, until next time, uh, for Hunter 2, I'm Jack Taylor, and thanks for listening to Going for Two. so uncomfortable I don't feel right what does it even mean I don't know I'm not for you for Jack Taylor I am Hunter too (laughs) but only for but only for Hunter too am I Jack Taylor for Hunter too I am Jack Taylor <laughs> For Luke Meyer, I'm Jack Taylor. <laughs> they they don't know we have technology. <laughs> Luke. Do you have the technology to end the podcast? Um, I could theoretically. Uh, or I could just restart it. <laughs>